Hello, friends, and welcome back to Java Jab, a bi-weekly podcast where I come on here and nerd out about coffee, because apparently that's what you like listening to. But today I have a special extra fun guest coming on, um, because I promise I have friends and I'm not sitting in my basement alone. Uh, so this week I have my beautiful friend who's <laughs> cackling Me. in the background. I'm hiding. <laughs> so this is my buddy Christy, uh, but more aptly known as Rabbitosaur on the infamous, the infamous, the 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 adorable, the small cryptid monster. <laughs> I try my best. Truly a blessing to the interwebs, and I specifically note the internet and the online name because of today's topic. If you can't tell by the title of this week's episode, we are talking about online personalities and the online art community slash just making art in general because these are two things that both uh, Rabbit or Christy and I share deeply. This is how we met uh, and they are two things that have honestly come up in conversation recently for both of us. You live the way, you die by the way. (laughs) I don't think that's the saying, but that's fine. You either live or you get killed. What you gonna do? (laughs) Live the life and die by the life. It's true. It's true. Okay. So, Christy. Yes. The internet. Ugh. I have such a struggle with the internet. <laughs> what a place it is. So- I've had people I've had people tell me that I'm the most famous, unfamous person they know. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with that information? It's true though, like you oddly know a lot of like important people. <laughs> like it's strange. <laughs> Just by oh, like scenes being like, go! Everyone's like, who's that? Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't look at me. Don't try to get that way. So, a big thing on how both Rabbit and I met, actually, um, was at a furry convention. Yes, I'm a furry. Uh, I hate to disappoint my five listeners. <laughs> it's okay, I'm also furry. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> we are both disappointments. <laughs> but seriously, um, it's it's honestly such a strange and wonderful community. Um, yes, the the horrible internet memes and uh, terrible reputation that pursues the furry community is mostly true to be completely honest. But there are some normal people in there. I don't know if I'd categorize myself as a normal person, but there are a lot of really great people who are creatives, um, and this community in and of itself, you know, that was born on the internet, um, thrives on the internet, especially right now. Um, it's, it's truly just a creative, artistic community, whether you create art or just enjoy the art, there's still an element of creativity there. And, uh, a big part of it is like the online presence and it's crazy honestly when I think about it I just kind of 
I'm baffled. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I mean, I would say that I run around a lot trying to be noticed and then no one notices me and I'm like, whatever, I'm over it. And I'll be like, wait, no, I'm not over it. Come back. (laughs) (laughs) No, talk me, Angie. No, wait, come back. Come back. (laughs) It's true, though. Like, a, a big part of this is like, you know, there, I, I hate to break it to some, you know, maybe if two of the five people that listen to this happen to understand the furry community or are a part of it. Um, I hate to break it to you, but if you're a part of the furry community, you're inherently an attention-seeking butthole. And that's yep. fine. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine, because there's um, probably at this point a million other people that are just like you in this community. Um, there's a reason we, uh, well, I shouldn't say a million. I don't know. I don't know the numbers, but, like, isn't it something like 40% of the community has a fursuit? Something like that. I would say the main thing that sets the furry community apart from being from, like, Trekkies or, like, I don't know, any other thing is that there's no centralized, like, there's no show, there's no one thing that you're like, okay, like, we're all here for Star Trek, like, the furry community is kind of itself. So, yeah, like, you have to be hype about other furries. And yeah. that's the game. It's it's true. Like, I've never even, like, it's such an obvious fact, like, especially when you think about, like, really, like, why. And, like, there's always that infamous question that, you know... Uh, it, to those who are unfamiliar with the furry community, I will give you a brief rundown of some of the most well-known people in it. Uh, and by brief, I mean I'm going to tell you about one person who's made it his goddamn mission to uh, be the face and spokesperson for this community. Okay. And that is a, a gentleman by the name of Samuel Conway down in Pittsburgh. Uh, and actually, I don't know if he lives in Pittsburgh, but uh, he is the convention chair of the second biggest now because i think one of the conventions outdid it this like last not last year but like the last time a convention happened last convention that happened (laughs) last convention that happened um but for a long long time anthrocon was the monolith furry convention it was the biggest convention in the world um and samuel conway uh known lovingly in the community as uncle kage Oh, right. Is, <laughs> is the con chair and uh, the unofficial spokesperson of furries because he is so aggressive about oh. being the spokesperson for furries that he is just, you know, always there. And he always says the infamous question that he gets from, like, reporters is, What is all of this? <laughs> uh, that was my terrible Sam Conway impression. You're welcome. Um, but really, the furry community has no anchor no hub of like a tv show a movie a comic like it's just it's like always changing and especially now with like tiktok and more fursuit makers and like whatever the else happens here now we don't have conventions so it's really just like changing (laughs) vr chat (laughs) oh my goodness i don't even minecraft i don't know we're back there apparently yeah I don't know (laughs) but like without conventions now I don't know people are just kind of like what is the thing how how do popular and so I've really seen a lot of like people start making fursuits or like streaming with like the models 
Yeah, those yeah. VR models for Twitch streamers. There's like 2D models and there's 3D models. For sure. It can it's, really be. It's really just like <laughs> a giant plea to be noticed in this community, which like a lot of people would argue so hardly like hard against. Like I know so many people that'd be like, no, it's not about the popularity, but I'm like. But it's like, why do you buy the art? You buy the art so you can be like, look at the art of my character. You get a fursuit so you can be like, I'm gonna wear this and everyone, not that you maliciously want everyone to love you, but everyone's gonna be like, that's a cool fursuit. Like nice character, that's so awesome. Exactly. I think it's just, uh, it's what's that, that famous line in the song Roxy in Chicago? It's uh, because she's <laughs> the song is basically her talking about how she wants to be famous. Yeah. And she says it's like, and I love them for loving me, and they love me for loving them, and we all love each other because none of us got enough love in our childhood. Yeah. I mean, that happens a lot in the furry fandom. Like, it's you're just like, true. they'll come up and they'll be like, I love your character. And then you'll look at them and they'll be wearing like 16 badges and you'll be like, I love your character too. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> and for anyone that doesn't know, you can get art made uh, called badges and you can just like have your character drawn with their name and then wear it everywhere. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it's, it is like an ID badge, uh, uh, weird. It's like and a name tag. It's name tag, but with a picture. So, you know, because the face that you see when you go to a convention, most of the time, doesn't match the face you know that person has online. So, no. I so I guess, like, like, I just no. ended up doing art in the furry fandom. I was like, I draw critters and dinosaurs and fun things. And everyone's like, you're a furry. And I was like, well, don't know what that is, but okay. And I'm like, well, I'm over here now because they want to throw money at me. <laughs> so I get to go and experience the joy of bending at conventions. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. <laughs> I mean, the conventions are fun, but there are some of the like questionable moments. I've had someone like walk up to me and like look at my Rabbitosaur badge. And they're like, oh, a dinosaur furry. And I'm like, I, I guess, yeah, sure, yes. And they're like, ooh. And I'm like, okay, we're not talking anymore. <laughs> this conversation <laughs> is over. Goodbye. Just based on the ooh. Yeah, just the way they respond. So I've had a lot of like, like, yes, the furry fandom is not all weird, but I've definitely had like, a handful of people where I'm like, this conversation is over. Immediately. Oh, 100%. 100%. We get that at the vendor table, too. I know you've had people Oh man. come by your table. <laughs> I have had some experiences <laughs> that I don't think I can share on this podcast. <laughs> That's fair. They're just... It's weird. Like, I remember my first time, and I'm going to try and make this story as clean as possible. Yeah. My first time vending, I was oh. 15 years old, and a very large, greasy gentleman came up to my table. And at the time, I was 15, so anyone who looked at me twice with money in their hand saying, I want your artwork, yes. I would fucking leave that. 
absolutely because, you know as a 15 year old you're like of course <laughs> and you're like here and you're like i'm gonna make money from my art and i'm gonna i'm gonna do it and like i don't know what could possibly go wrong exactly like and the, not only the like and i wasn't ignorant to no. say like the least i knew what I was like because and I had little forms that I made I was so cute I made little forms that you filled out (laughs) oh it was a time but like he came up to me knowing full well I was a minor yeah 100% knew and he was like hey are you comfortable drawing porn first thing that comes out of this man's mouth not a hello not can you draw porn and like what do you do (laughs) like I mean, I could. (laughs) I could try. I could try. Um, So, you know, that definitely was my first experience uh, getting a a commission. I'm not kidding. That was one of my first commissions. Oh, yeah. Um, And, like, at the time, I was so proud. I was like, yeah, people want adult material from me. Woo! I'm such a cool artist. But now I'm like, oh, dear Lord, what did I do? Like, yeah, I really, I don't know. I, from my art friends and doing art, you do make a lot of money doing, um, like, risque or not safe for work commissions. It's um, true. But I feel like you really have to enjoy it. Like, like you have to, like, be like, yeah, I, I like or enjoy drawing not safe for work material. You can't just be like, I'm going to do it for the money. Because then you're sitting there, like, drawing this, and you're like, I really don't even want to look at this. It's true. And, like, I've had some of my more successful furry friends who, uh, one of them, bless Thea, uh, Soulscape, you can look them up on Twitter, uh, she would take several months on one commission and charge, like, $800. (laughs) Yeah, like she, she. That like, was me big, choking on coffee. Yeah, big time illustrator. But like these pieces took time. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh. she said that she had to create something called a macro tax because so many furries wanted really buff skyscraper tall characters, and she was like, "I am not into this anymore." that's a big part of her commissions and she's like I do not enjoy drawing this so I'm just going to increase the prices by a lot and then they kept coming in oh, <laughs> she's no. like I hate this so much so yeah. I feel like just chasing the money when you're an artist really puts you in a bad position but there's like a threshold you have to follow yeah. or else I don't know it's very hard it's, it's funny how we are doing no favors to the fandom right now. <laughs> no, well, I feel like people are like, oh, the furry fandom's so terrible. And I'm like, it's great, but also it's like it's, any fandom. It's also terrible at the same time. There's a few terrible individuals, but you at least have, you have enough power usually to just be like, I'm not doing this. Like, goodbye. Yeah. No, and, it, and it's also funny on the other side of the coin how people scream about how wonderful and amazing this community is online. And I'm like, okay, but have you ever talked to a person in real life? Yeah. <laughs> like, have you ever have you ever been to a convention? Have you ever like spoken to these people in real life? I yeah. feel bad sometimes, like when I think of, <laughs> about how I trash this community sometimes. Oh, I feel yeah. like it's kind of 
a badge of honor, though. If you're part of this community, you're allowed to bash it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I find the art thing is relatively fine. You just have to, like, prepare yourself because I would say 90% of the people are okay. And then you have that, like, one in a hundred person that, like, comes by when you're trying to sell stuff and you're just like, please. Yeah. Please. Like, I'm sure you're nice, but this is not doing any of us favors. Please. (laughs) Just please. (laughs) Please. It's so Um, true. But I'm hopefully uh, actually getting my first fursuit. Well, I guess first full fursuit soon. So hopefully conventions will start up and I won't get absolutely attacked when I go to a con. You know that I will. (laughs) (laughs) You always do, though. I will dropkick you. (laughs) You have so many beautiful characters, and every time you're just like, each one has such a unique personality, and everyone's just like, wow. Wait, me? Yeah. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) So... (laughs) I guess this is, like, a good segue into, like, this idea of online personas and, like, these characters that we come up with. Like, it's true, like, especially in the furry community, like, that's based solely on creating alternate personalities, like, or these alternate personas, really. It's just, like, yeah, like, I do, yeah, I I definitely have a few characters. Some, uh, I know a few people who make me look like I have two. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, someone that I know, um, I guess we're friends. I don't know. Ah, so if we fall somewhere between acquaintances and friends, um, she has like, good golly, I don't know how many, probably in the fifties, sixties, like amount of characters that she like religiously gets art of like, not, I don't want to say all of them, but like several of them I can think of at least five that I just constantly see her posting artwork of and whether she makes it or she commissions it or she trades it you know that kind of thing yeah where it's like there are so many um of these characters that she has but it's funny how all of them are almost the same like they don't look the same yeah but they all like they're all the same well, Character like any fandom, there's skin. lots of there's lots of uh, like crossover, not crossover, like lots of people have a similar idea, or there's ideas that work, and people stick with them. So like lots of people like wolves, lots of people like foxes, like yeah. there's a subsection of people that are really into dragons. Oh yes. Um, and dragons like, are strange. But like they kind of create their own their own community, like everyone who drives a jeep waves at each other there's like everyone who's a fox is like you're a fox yes <laughs> we're foxes together and you're just like all right um, it's true and then there's some people who are just like i want to be like the most unique thing possible so they're like okay i'm like a demigod fox uh a oh, you said dragon. fox <laughs> the most yeah well, there's still a fox in there. I mean, I would say foxes are pretty popular. They're they're popular in, like, mythology and a lot of uh, cultures. Same with the dragons. Um, so there's really no formula to being, like, you have to be one thing or you have to be a mix of things. Very true. Um, like, Rabbitosaur was literally a mistake. 
we love mistake children i was in high school and i was like i'm gonna paint a dog so i took a bunch of pure color paint one being magenta and one being black and just went to town on this piece of paper and then i proceeded to stand up and show everybody uh and everyone was like that is not a dog uh, that looks like a demonic dinosaur rabbit. And I was like, huh. Alright. And I went to one of my other friends who's like super alternative and edgy. And I was like, hey, this thing, uh, it was supposed to be a dog, but now it's a dinosaur rabbit. Uh, I'm bad at names, it needs a name. And they looked at me and they were like, okay, name it Decimus. And I looked at my piece of paper and I'm like, that's a little harsh. I'm gonna name it Desi, and then I walked away. And then I was like, I don't know if I vibe with this. And then it kept coming back. And I was like, no, I'm gonna make something different. And it kept coming back. And I was like, no, I'm gonna make a different dinosaur rabbit. It's gonna have a different name. And then Rabbitosaur came back. And now I have a tattoo and a fursuit on the way and a bunch of art, and here I am. You are so cute. You're so cute. (laughs) Suffering. I mean, I don't even identify magenta on a spectrum that I like. It's just whenever I see, like, pink and black now, I'm just like, that's a rabbit sort of thing. <laughs> Regardless of what it is. So, it's kind of like, you can create a character that's an extension of you. You can buy characters and just be like, yep, this is, this is my thing now. You can be multiple characters, as in some people own multiple suits, and they're just like, yep, I'm so-and-so's owner, here's the suit. Or you can just have things adhere to you and never leave. Like gum on the bottom of your shoe. Yeah, that's what I said last night when we were talking about this. I was like, you try to shake it off, and you're like, okay, I'm totally gonna go over here now, and then you're like, dang it, it's back. There it is. And then more people start noticing and they're like, ooh, I like it. And you're just like, no, don't like it. Like, this isn't, I wanted something better. And they're like, no, this is friend-shaped gum. This is friend-shaped gum. <laughs> it's so. true, though. I literally, like, I referred to you by name to Mike. Yeah. Um. So, for those that don't know, my partner is also a trashy furry. Trash, trash. Uh, <laughs> we are garbage. Uh, it's honestly the furry community is the reason I met my partner. That um, we are, you know, common law, and that we moved out of the city to the countryside. Oh, <laughs> like, so cute! <laughs> so cute. So cute. It's been five years. <laughs> um, but so I was, I was talking to Mike, who is known as Sharpie in the community. Um, and I refer to you by name. And he's like, who the hell is Christy? What kind of name is that? Ew. <laughs> no, but he was like, who yeah. the hell is that? And I'm like, what do you mean who the hell is Christy? Come on, man. And he's like, no, seriously, who is that? I'm like, rabbit. He's like, oh! <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know how I ended up. It's also probably because Christy doesn't really have a nickname. So everybody just calls me rabbit. Like, even... Like, sometimes, like, normal people that aren't furries, parents, uh, I don't know, they're just like, rabbit, and I'm like, yeah. 
And they're yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, I guess it's just like more individualized, <clears throat> like expressions of yourself. Like, I don't feel like any of this was forced on me, but I, I didn't have to like make the decision. And that's really nice for me because I yeah. feel as an artist, I feel like if I was tasked with creating my own self kind of in one go like I'm gonna make a character I'm gonna give it a name this is the new me like I would overthink it and be like oh yeah it has to be perfect but I guess I kind of just snowballed myself (laughs) into a persona I suppose well the funny thing to me is like there was uh so in the beginning like when I first joined the community I uh I can't remember exactly what my very first character was. It was a coyote. It was a pink coyote. Ooh. Oh yeah, so original. Um, I was a pink coyote. Um, but my name had always been Konar. Yeah. But the thing was, Konar was a typo. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. So, <laughs> so Konar, I signed up. So there was this back in the day when message boards were a thing. Um, for Alberta as a province, there was a message board for furries. And it was just called Alberta Furries. Yeah. And uh, so I joined this message board. And I'm super stoked. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make my... Because I finally discovered what furries were. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to make my way. I'm going to, you know, make an identity in this community. And I go on and I sign up as Conar. It was supposed to be Connor. Oh, yeah, it was supposed to be Connor with a K because uh, I found out my parents would have named me Connor had I been a boy. Ah. And so <clears throat> at the time, I'm just uh, I'm just choking on smoothie over here. Oh. So at the, t- <laughs> at the time, I uh, I was going through. Uh, this was even like this was many years ago at this point. This was probably over ten years ago. Um, so transgender didn't really have a name. Well, it did, but like it wasn't something that was like yeah. very well known. Um, it it wasn't something that you you know would see on social media. Like it was very much so. Yeah, it's just con. confusing. You're like, I feel some way, yeah. and I don't know if that way <laughs> is normal, and I'm scared. Exactly, and so I was struggling with my gender identity at the time. Um, you know, I had no idea like what to call it, and. For a long time, I did believe I was transgender. Um, really, we're just uh, some some queer identifying humans over here. <laughs> it's a spectrum, so you just need to figure out where you sit. So exactly, it's always changing. It's true, but um, so I, I go online and I'm like, I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. So silly little thirteen. No, I was younger than that. Probably 11 or 12 when I first made this account. So young. Young, infantile fetus. Oof. <laughs> um, I went on and I type in Connor, but I was like, I'm not going to put a C. I want it to be a K because my name is Kate. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm being so clever and original. But I was really smart and put one N. So Connor turned into Conar. Huh. And everybody in the message board was like, how do I say your name? And I'm like, the way it's spelt, dummy. <laughs> like, oh. 
Because I, I thought people like you didn't me. notice the entire time. No idea. No idea until I go to my very first furry meetup. It was a bowling event, and people are like, "Here's a little name tag. Write your handle from the message board on there." I'm like, cool, got this. So I write my name on, put on the name tag, walk. They're like, "Oh, hello, it's Konar," and I'm like. What? Excuse me? Well, yeah, Konar, you're from the message board. Your character is the pink coyote. And I'm like, oh, dear lord, what have I done? Like, it all Oh, so you went all the way to a meetup to figure out that you spelled your name wrong I on the message board. <laughs> but that's the problem. So it's been over 10 years now. And there's been so many iterations of this character of mine like i went from a coyote to a saber tooth to a neon saber tooth to a lion dragon back to neon saber tooth <laughs> then i became a hyena which is the one that everybody knows me as that was a that was a popular i think it's still popular to be a hyena oh yeah like I, it's funny because right as the hyena hype in the community, like every couple years, there's a new animal in this community that everybody's like, "Ooh!" And it's like, everybody take animals- your coyote sauna, <laughs> pretty much. And it's like those animals still exist, guys. Like, wow. <laughs> but so I, I, I created this hyena character, and this was right when I met Mike. And he was struggling with making a fursona, and so I was like, I'm just gonna make you a fursona. So I made him a wolf hyena hybrid. You've now all... he's just a regular hyena. You have been assigned a fursona. I was like, here you go. And he looked at it, he's like, honestly, this is perfect. What the heck? Um, but so he commissioned us fursuits, like matching fursuits from the same maker. Yeah. And when we got the fursuits, that identity really was like, okay, that's Konar. She's the neon yellow hyena. That's who it is. And at first I really vibed with it. I was like, yes, this is me. Here I am. I'm so obnoxious. And those beat giant, you up. <laughs> these giant <laughs> group photos of fursuits. When you go to a convention, it's like always happens at the end of the fursuit parade. Yeah. Yes, there's a parade at conventions where everyone who owns a fursuit walks around the hotel like a bunch of animals on display, which I guess that's really what it is. We're a bunch of <laughs> animals on display. But bunch of animals. A bunch of animals. But uh, in those, they always take a big group photo at the end. And you can see my fursuit <laughs> a mile away. Oh <laughs> like in a vast sea of a lot of browns and grays and blue, there's a lot of blue. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there are other, obviously, other colorful characters, but like, it's like, ah, there's the whole neon yellow hyena right there. <laughs> there she yeah, is. Yeah, my, my first fursuit parade was the last uh, Vancouver, so 2019, no, 2020 that happened, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I get to wear my head, and then I was walking with Thea, and I only had a partial because they tried to coach me how to make one. And I was like, the same for me. I'm just going to pay you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I got to walk it's around painful. with this thing. And essentially everyone would be like, can I get pictures? And then we would both turn and they would just take pictures of Thea. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm like, okay, so clearly uh, partials are like looked down upon unless you have like something outstanding 
Um, well, yeah. But it's you could about, like, you could see the weird. pink tips of my ears like through the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Just like pink with black bottoms, just like bobbing along in the crowd, sticking up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> gosh, <laughs> conventions are such a wild time. <laughs> um, it's funny because like in the community now. I'm known as Mama Konar. Yeah. And for a long time, like for the past, I want to say four, four and a half years, I was like, yeah, that's me. I identify with this deeply. Uh, It hasn't been until the last like five to six months that it's been like, I want nothing to do with that name anymore. And it's been wild to like go through this transformation because like it just went from Konar to Mama Konar like overnight so we were at a furry camping trip and some <clears throat> at the time they were friends of ours now eh, questionable um, they were there and uh, I, I'm not gonna damn myself but we had some fun uh, edible items to enjoy That's that fair. may or Happen. may not be legal question mark we're gonna leave it there that's fine um, <laughs> and you know they they were you know they ran out of alcohol and they weren't having as much fun as they wanted to so i just kind of i was like you know what if you've never experienced this kind of a edible substance would you care for one and so i offered it to <clears throat> they were a couple at the time um so i offered it to uh i guess he now I did, well I offered it to one of them <laughs> so one of them takes it has a good time uh, well at the time his partner goes off and does his own thing whatever I then approximately 45 minutes later find the one I gave the edible item to um, freaking out oh. like not having a good time anymore cause they got lost in the woods and just stumbled back into camp oof because they wandered off on their own. Yeah. Which I was like, who left you unsupervised? Yeah. And at this point, it was getting so late, like it was getting to early hours of the next day, uh, that everybody was kind of going to bed. And I literally got up to go get water because I didn't want a hangover because I had been consuming alcohol and I didn't want to feel like garbage the next day. So I was up and I was getting a drink of water. Camp was basically empty. And I just hear what I thought was crying and I was <laughs> I was right no. and I'm like looking around I'm like what the heck is going on looking around and then I finally find him and he's like freaking out and I'm like oh boy okay what's going on buddy and uh, I, I basically picked him up forced water down his throat gave him something quick to eat and uh, put him back in his bed <laughs> Aww. I literally had to guide him to his tent unzip You'd be like, yo, person who is this person's previous partner, take them and put them to bed, please. Um, and the entire time, they were just lovingly calling me, oh, thank you, mom, mom, mom. Aw, like, oh, mom. mom. <laughs> so I was mom. So then the next morning, everyone is calling me Mama Konar. Like, I don't know why everyone is calling me Mama Konar. And I'm like, what is going on? And it's because of this guy. He, like, went around and told everybody how I was a total furry mom. 
Ed. <laughs> the mom vibe. Just mom vibes, you know? And I was like, oh gosh. So then it just stuck. And it never went away. And at first I was like, ugh, don't call me mom. But then I was like, yeah, Mama Conor. Mom vibes. <laughs> mom vibes. Because <laughs> I really am like, I've worked at conventions. Um, I worked at one of our local conventions. And I was literally the person who found a guy who got so drunk he felt so at our local convention in alberta there is um a lounge in the middle of the hotel that's like set on this like rocky fake rocky crag thing. i don't know it's very odd to describe but it's basically like a bunch of both fake plaster boulders stacked on top of each other which i think it used to be it. a fountain it used to be a swimming pool oh okay. <laughs> they filled in so they're and, like, oh, it's the wilderness, but indoors, but a swimming pool, but now it's a bar. Yeah, now it's a bar. So there are, like, layers to this bar, and it's all, like, with these rocky things in them, and, and trees growing, like, they've planted indoor plants in it. And so you can sit on all the ledges, because it's, like, raised up, it's probably, like, 12, 15 feet in the air. Um, And this guy, I guess, like, I don't know, didn't know him, I just happened to be doing a final walk through the hotel at night, doing a final check to make sure everything was shut down. And uh, I just see legs sticking out of the rock bar. Just legs. Just legs. And I was like, oh dear lord, what is this? So I go over and at first I thought it was like a joke or something. But then there was an actual person um, who had clearly like been injured in this instance because he was like out cold. Mm-hmm. Who I then had to wake up. Oof. Uh, he was completely incoherent. There was who knows what in this system on Oof. top of the alcohol. Um, and then I had to... I found his room key in his wallet. Uh, but he couldn't... He could barely speak. So I went up to the front desk and I was like, Where does this room key go, please? And I took him to his room. And his roommates were having a rager. They had no idea that he wasn't there. Oh. Um, but yeah, that's just that's the fun things that I get myself into. Just, I always seem to be the mom <laughs> taking care of everyone. So are you now with your changing perspective on who you want to be perceived as, are you going to make a semi-official name change or just let Mama Konar kind of live on as your nickname? I mean, it's just like how, like, because again, it's like, how on earth do you change what literally everybody knows you as? I guess like, you just keep correcting them for like a year straight. Uh, my my husband, Jake, he totally, like last night, I was like, oh yeah, Mama Kelnar, this, this. And he was like, um, actually, like, didn't she not want to be called that anymore? And I was like staring at him and I was like, I don't, I don't know. Ooh, he clocked you. I know. I was just like, I don't know. And I was like, I'll have to ask. And then he's Wait, just kind of how like, does Jake uh-huh. even know that? I I guess Twitter. Some people spend more time on Twitter than usual. Jake, <laughs> but yeah, he was totally just love. like, well, he wasn't he wasn't like mean about it. He was just like, oh, didn't doesn't she not want to be called by that anymore? And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> what do I do? And I was like, where does this go? It's true, because like, I did change my name on all my social media. Like, I just, like, nixed Mama Conar. I just, like, was like, nope. No, That's thank fair. you. And so now, like, I just... And it was also to, like, unify all my social media, to be completely honest. Like, I just wanted it all to be 
one thing. So yeah, like my social media, my tag is Soft Goblin. Because I'm soft. A big gob. And a, and a goblin. <laughs> but like, my main character now, their name is Phoebe. And it's because honestly, I really, really love the name Phoebe. Uh, and may or may not be an absolutely shamelessly huge Friends fan. And Phoebe Buffet is literally my Phoebe dream. <laughs> I just want to incorporate Phoebe Buffet into my life. Uh, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but I also just love the name Phoebes, like the, the shortening, shortening yeah. of Phoebe. Phoebes, I think it's really cute. It also kind of sounds like Thebes, which um, I'm so into Greek mythology right now. <laughs> right now, it's stupid. That's okay. History is great. History is very cool. I'm super into dinosaurs and that's history. I mean, that is also a wonderful topic. Um, <laughs> but like, it's just like, do I care or not? Like, yeah, I care. And like, maybe new people I don't want to like introduce myself. But that's the, and then the other problem is, is the fursuit. The fursuit is Mama Konar. Like, no one will look at that fursuit and be like, And don't you have a couple of them now? You have improved Konar and past Konar? That's the frustrating part, is I commissioned a second version of Konar uh, over a year ago, when I was still super into Konar. I was like, yes! Look at my child! (laughs) And then I just got the suit and I'd been so excited this whole time. Like, yeah, I'm getting this new suit. Nah, nah, nah. And then, like, five months ago, Phoebe just popped out of my brain, like a little brain child, onto my digital canvas and was like, hello, I'm here. And ever since, I've been like, oh, I have that fursuit coming. Right. Can which I is, it? <laughs> which is terrible. Because I spent an incredibly low, well, for most people, when I tell them how much fursuits cost, they want to kill me. Yeah. Um, but, like, I spent a, a large amount of money on this costume, and now I'm like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so bad! It's, that's okay, though. I mean, I'm I'm getting mine made, as I've mentioned previously, from Thea, who is who's a friend of mine. We both lived in the same area when I was back in Canada. And so we're kind of friends. And she is an extremely talented artist uh, who yes. turned away from illustration. She doesn't even do digital art commissions anymore. She's like, I'm done. I don't what? want to do it. Yeah, she's like, I don't want to do it. I'm doing fursuits. She's like, this is what I want to do. Holy crap. And so um, she's made a couple of them. And essentially, when she was coaching me to make Rapidosaur V1 partial, I was like, I hate this. Um, I hate (laughs) complicated sewing. Um, And it's really frustrating because, I don't know, I probably have ADHD. So I had to, like, steam rip, like, pretty much every second thing. Because I would do it wrong or forget. And she was like, no, you can do it. And she's like, so are you going to make the bodysuit next? Like, I believe in you. And <laughs> Absolutely I was like, not. No. And I was like, just just put me down for one. And she's like, okay, well, it's going to be about like three grand Canadian. And I was like, I don't care. I was like, just put me down in, the, in your queue somewhere. Uh, and she's been like apologizing to me because there's been delays and like having to do other things and I'm like dude there's no cons like this thing's just gonna sit in my closet like don't rush like do not rush 
it's fine. But um, I know she she got really jazzed when we were making the partial. She was like, "Oh, we could do this," and like this this character is so exciting, and I want to work Those on holes. it like this. And so I just like saw the sparkle in her eyes, and I was like, "I will pay you any money." You are so That's into so this. But yeah, like when she was doing illustration, and this goes back to, I guess, artists and the fandom and stuff, she was like dying. She was like, I don't want to draw like for three months on one thing anymore. And like everyone just wants like their giant character or like something weird or something complicated. And she did it for quite a few years. And she's like, I'm just done. She's like, I want to work on something different. Yeah. Which is very valid. It's very valid to wake up one day and be like, I don't want this anymore. I want something else. Uh, this is the new me. It's true. And I mean, like, I shouldn't, like, I just feel like it's almost, I mean, I'm going to wear the fursuit. Yeah. And let's be honest, I'm going to wear the fursuit. It's cute. Um, yeah. But it's just, like, I think it's just going to be establishing that, like, when I perform, I will be in that fursuit. And that's it. Yeah. Like, because really, when I look at it now, I don't see it as my fursona, which is the, the lingo we use. <laughs> but it's like, it's not an extension of myself anymore. Yeah. Because that character really does represent my past. And my past, uh, I'm not incredibly proud of a lot of the things I did in my past. So it just is a symbol of the things that I'm not. Yeah. That I don't want in my life anymore. So it's very now, valid to come to that and decide that. Um, I mean, thank you. Because ultimately, that. like, you're in the fandom for yourself. Like, you don't owe it to anyone to be that character anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take that, fandom. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I just kind of, I see it like, if I do decide, because again, I'm grappling with this thing because a lot of negativity for me came out when I was performing, which is weird because I love performing. Like that's why I got the fursuit because it just takes away a layer of anxiety that comes with it. That stage fright, like it really does eliminate it when you have obviously a full costume covering every interview. Um, and the costume looks great. Like everybody, no one, exactly. no one who's anyone goes up to someone and says like your fursuit sucks like those people i know it does happen but those people don't deserve to be in the fandom like it's everybody true. mostly creates a positive space where even if you've i've seen children like even if they have like bare foam and they're wearing it running around like everyone's incredibly positive if you have yeah. something you've put together or purchased or um, as long as it's not hateful or infringing on anyone's uh, space. <laughs> it's true. I mean, some of those dragon costumes with those wings, though, they're infringing on my space. Yeah, there's also some <laughs> questionable designs that might evoke uh, a bad taste who get kicked out very fast. <laughs> I know exactly what person you're talking about. I know. Um, but in general, as long as you're just, like, respectful and happy, and you're just like, hey, um, all I could do was build a foam base, so I'm just gonna wear that. I've even seen kids participate in the dance competitions with that. It's just yep. something for them to be happy about. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Like, I even was blessed enough to, uh, 
be a judge in a dance competition in I guess it was was it 2020? Did PDFC happen in 2020? I don't know. I think it did because it was right at New Year's. Yeah, it did. Because it's it's our New Year's convention. I remember oh, okay. we celebrated 2020 New Year's Eve in, in Phoenix. Um, but yeah, so I was so we went to so there's it's a new convention. We went yeah. to its first year. It's called Painted Desert Fur Con down mm-hmm. in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, super fun convention to be honest. Um, even though some people don't like who runs it, I think it's a really good time. The venue is wicked. Um, so we went down for 2019's convention. I entered the dance competition, which I do every convention I go to if I can. And I happened to win, which was really, like, incredible, honestly. Like, and, like, so many people, like, you've won so many dance competitions. And I'm like, really? I haven't. I can count them on one hand. Um, (laughs) and not using all my fingers. (laughs) Um, so the fact that I won in the veterans category was like super incredible unfortunately it went straight to my ego and uh, not proud of that at all so so the following year they asked me hey will you come be a judge that went straight to my ego as well Um, (laughs) but the cool thing was being able to be a judge for a dance competition and seeing people of all different ability like and crazy young children also children that were in the novice category the previous year coming back like i saw almost all the people i danced against um in the veteran category come back the year i was judge and almost all the kids in the novice category came back to go again so it was super cool to see how they changed in a year and the fact that they like several of them told me afterwards which again guys don't stroke my ego (laughs) really don't it wasn't good for me uh they said that they specifically wanted to come back to a dance competition because they heard i was judging and which i was like absolute like some things people say to me i get floored at um, and mostly it's children because I work with kids all the time. So, and it was a lot of the kids that said that. And I was just like, don't start crying in front of these children to traumatize them. Because I will sob. I will sob. And a few oh, of them man. said that to me and I was just, I couldn't believe it. Um, and just seeing that growth was crazy for me. And at the time I didn't appreciate it nearly as much as I do now, especially with the career path I'm on. Like becoming a, an elementary school teacher like just to look back at the growth in those kids it's just like wow like the balls it takes to get on a stage and do that is just incredible and for young kids like I think the youngest contestant was 11 years old Dang. I was like you have so much guts man and I just like couldn't believe it but again it's like that some of like I, I look back and I'm like, wow, that was such a cool experience and a blessing. But I'm also like, but I was an absolute shitbird. <laughs> like I sucked and I know I sucked. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, I sit around sometimes and I was like, I wanna be a guest. And I was like, oh, what did you do too. to be a guest? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, no one really knows what I do. I just <laughs> I wanna be a guest of honor just cause. Hi, I am Rabbis, or nobody knows who I am, but I draw some things sometimes. Thank you. 
<laughs> Thank you. Good day. I don't even have a suit yet. Uh, nobody knows who I am. Some people do. Uh, yes. I am open for questions. <laughs> but I, I mean, I do want to argue that a bit. Like, I think the people who do know you, especially in the Vancouver community. Oh, I'm Ugh. so sad you're not in Canada anymore. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'll see you soon, eventually. Yes. I'll Maybe. come back. <laughs> I'll come back. I definitely want to come back. Uh, there's a lot of cons <clears throat> I want to go to. Uh, I need to figure out how to bring my fursuit places. Uh, my fursuit's being made in Canada, so that's a thing. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just gonna put it out there. Uh, <laughs> vacuum bags are your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's it's a wild ride in this community. It's crazy how it can bring the best and the worst out in us. Like, I definitely have had those moments of being like, uh, I want to be a guest of honor, when? <laughs> and then they're like, be a guest judge, and you're like, yes, I am yes. top of the <laughs> top of the top, creme de la creme. <laughs> Here I come with my giant ego. <laughs> And then we're both sitting on the computer crying because we both want to be each other's friend. So. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's always funny how that works out. It's true. Just being weird little hobgoblins. Weird little goblins. (laughs) From different biomes. (laughs) I always look at uh, your character whenever you draw art of it. I'm like, look at that little goblin. Um, I just want to say that every uh, day for Jake's lunch, I draw a tiny little picture on it. Uh, maybe not a tiny picture. They're like maybe three inches by three inches at most. Um, Why are you so wholesome? Okay, I started doing that because I was like, it's funny. And then he was like, you're not going to keep up with that. And I was like, you what? are not going to get a day without a picture now until I die. Like, you have challenged me. Challenge accepted! Um, and he, like, collects them all and, like, cuts them out of the lunch bag. And they're, like, all in piles around the house now. And they're, like, all over this board. And, like, some of them are ponies and some of them are rabbitosaurus. So there's just, like, dumb pictures of rabbitosaurus strewn all over the house. Can you guys, like, make a collage? Probably. We have them, like, taped up and some are just sitting on tables and... Please just make a collage. I want to see a room lined. Like some wholesome, wholesome <laughs> rabbitosaur pony art. Yes. Ugh, I started my convention circuit just being like, okay, doing a bunch of work for free for conventions will definitely make me popular in the pony fandom. And then it didn't even get me noticed. And I'm like, fuck this, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. Like, I like drawing ponies. I think they're cute. But I'm just like, I'm not chasing that anymore. That's dumb. I did enjoy the stuff I did, though. But, like, fandoms are just hard. You, like, can't guarantee that your art or your character or your whatever you do in the fandom will be noticed. And you also can't guarantee that it won't be noticed. So, you just have to go out and try. Yeah. Mm. Can you... I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Can I just like what? 
just tell me of the, the community. Like, what is it? Because, like, I... the pony community? Yeah. Oh, they're, like, way more entitled than furries. Oh, I was, like, I don't even know if it was just me or bad luck or just so many people were into the brony, my little pony community. But I was just like, hi, I make art. I'm gonna draw some ponies. And everyone's just like, eh, pass. And then someone's like, I draw really cute ponies. And everyone's like, I'm gonna throw thousands of dollars at this person. And I'm like, I don't understand. And I was like, maybe I don't draw my ponies well enough. So I would like try better. And then people would just be like, eh, pass. And then they're like, I'm gonna throw my money at this person that draws like ponies with really big eyes. And I'm just like, I hate this. Like, the community was overall nice, just like furries, but I'm just like, the art, like, connoisseurs, or the art, whatever you would call it, the art trends, I was just like, I can't, I can't compete with this, I hate it. Like, at least with furries, it's like, they celebrate the artists, like, there's nothing, there's nothing that has, like, a threshold of what is furry art and what isn't furry art, like, Mm -hmm. My Little Pony is like, here's the show, so here's your approximation. Like, the show is cute, so people really like cute art, or people like people that draw like the show, or people like edgy art. And I'm just like, I don't know where I fit in this. So, Mm -hmm. I like drawing ponies, and I like them in general, but I'm just like, I don't want to do, like, that's not my main commission thing, I just can't. Like, the brony people in general will just be like, I don't know, it looks weird, and you're just like, okay, I'm not talking about this. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about this thing. Um, but a lot of the brony community also is furries, or went over to furries. Jake's yeah. not super into furries, but that's okay. He's just like, I feel uncomfortable how much of a pressure there is to get into the furry fandom, and I was like, no. There doesn't have to be, like, you don't have to be a furry, even if I'm a furry. There's no requirement. Mm -hmm. He also feels bad because, I don't know, people are, like, rejecting ponies. Like, they're just like, I, like, if you come at me and tell me to draw your pony character, like, I'm mad at you. And he's like, that makes me sad because I really like my pony. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Who is like that, though? It's Twitter! Twitter's garbage. Everybody, Twitter is garbage. It's true. You Twitter know, is a cesspool. There's too many sassy people out there that need a reality check. Um, also, recently on Twitter, in general art things, people have been talking about how to not approach artists, like, very aggressively. Yeah. Um, and Jake's like, this makes me afraid to talk to anyone that does art and I'm like uh, I'm so I mean, sorry <laughs> honestly the only people who, like I think a big part of it is that's influencing this like movement of like how to approach artists is the anime and like that kind of genre of art yeah. do you know what I mean like it's like the and like there's this huge thing about pro shippers going on right now as well which i'm like Ugh. whoa <laughs> like, yeah what is going on 
Um, but it's all this, like, it's all kind of snowballed into this one category of, like, anime pro-shipping illustrators are now screaming about how not to talk to artists. And I won't lie, like, I've definitely had some commissioners who are absolute garbage. Um, I've definitely had some people just be like, hi. And then I'll be like, what, what do you want? But, like... I don't know. I just don't think it warrants you going unprompted onto Twitter and being like, if you say hi to me without saying what you want and contact me for anything but art condition or commissions, I will block you. Like, yeah. that's just hostile. Yeah. I mean, like, I understand that, you know, don't just send hi. Yeah. Like, that, any, to anybody, that's annoying. Like, just yeah. a, a cryptic well, hi. <laughs> And okay. I said that, I said that to my partner, I was like, hey, like, like, you're not gonna go and just say hi to somebody, and he's like, no, I would definitely not do anything they're saying, and he's like, but it still makes me scared that I'm going to, like, anger them, or, like, get them mad at me, and I'm like, that's unfortunate. Well, I mean, I definitely, like, I haven't, I don't think I've ever blocked anybody just for saying hi to me. But I, I definitely, definitely like, told a few people, like, if you're not gonna, like, I'll let them do their, do their dance and then be like, if you're not gonna, like, we're, we're not gonna talk if you're just gonna be really weird and, like, waste my time. For sure. And I feel like that's everybody. Like, I always approach, like, if someone just sends me, like, a hi, I was like, hey, what can I do for you? Like... It's are you here to chat? Time. Are you here to give me money? What's up? Yeah, and I mean, I'm, it's not that I'm, like, only fishing for people to, like, commission me, but no. it's, like, what is the intention? <laughs> Believe yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. The art community is weird, and Twitter is even weirder. Twitter is a freaking cesspool, man. But one good thing that I've actually come into because of Twitter, there's this, like, new app. It's called Artful. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. I joined that. Yeah. My only issue with this app so far is that you're only allowed to post every 10 minutes. (laughs) Oh, I never noticed that. It also loads incredibly slowly. I know it's in beta, but I'm just like, I, my attention span, I cannot... It's getting better for sure. Oh, it's good. Um, it's definitely not as horribly slow. But I posted uh, my ref sheet and just moved on. I was like, I'll come back to this. Pretty much. But uh, it's like, it's almost like people are trying to find any excuse to abandon Twitter. There's just too much. Like, ever since... Like, it's been garbage for a while, but it keeps just getting worse. Like, NFTs was a big hit. And everyone's just like, I don't want to hear about this anymore. We're blocking people that speak of NFT, cryptocurrency, art, and just, like, bad takes and aggressive comments, aggressive people posting. NFT? Sorry. Uh Uh, it's a non-fundable token and it's like a cryptocurrency version where you can just like put up an art and it's like an instant you can look it up it's a long story but essentially it it's like you have to mine like bitcoin mine but mine these 
keys to assign to NFTs. So it hurts the environment really bad. Uh, and people have just been stealing art and assigning them. So you can look up that topic, but it's it's not great. How does it hurt the environment? What? Because it's like crypto mining. You need a big, powerful computer. It has lots of energy intakes and admissions. What in the... <laughs> That's what? a topic for next time, everybody. What brain hurts? Yeah, it's... How? It's How? not great. We, you could have a whole hour on just NFTs and why they're bad. Okay, well, I just, I can't, I don't even under, no. Yeah. When things are that abstract, I'm like, no. Yeah. No, no. Uh, and then it broken. fell back on people were stealing people's art off Twitter and using them to make crypto money. It's garbage. <sighs> okay, well, you know. Yeah, so the art community in furries is okay. It's still a little whack, but the art community that tries to exist on Twitter is just insane. It's a screaming dumpster fire. It's like a pool full of mines. It just... Oh my You're God. having fun, uh, but then something blows up. Just trying to have a good time, and then and the pool goes off. Anyway, support your local artist, buy art from your pals, have a fun time, get a fursona. No one, no one can judge you. No one can judge you when you're crying in your fursuit. Yes. <laughs> I'm not. That's how that goes. Literally. Hey, this is so stupid and so embarrassing, but I can't tell you how many times I've cried silently in that fursuit. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I'm so sorry for you. Like, no, and like sometimes it's just been like stress crying where it's, especially dance competitions, I always like get myself so worked up. <laughs> but like, oh, there's some rough performances I've had where I just oh, like no. get off stage and just quietly cry in my fursuit. Um, I remember at Vancouver, I don't think it was last year it was the year before maybe but there was a um furry i won't describe them just for uh i don't know keeping them anonymous but uh they did a whole dance competition and then i think threw up and passed out on the stage but no one said anything and i was like what's going on because it was kind of at the end of their thing so people were like is this part of the thing like what's going on and they kind of scooted them off stage. And then I was just like, is that person dead? And I was like trying Wait. to figure out if that person was okay. And nobody <laughs> knew, but they were fine. They were fine. They just wait, like- Wait, 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 When, okay, what, Vancouver? Yeah. When did this happen? Uh, maybe 2019? I do not recall. It was like, it might have been the talent show. Oh, it might have been that. Um, it oh! Was... <laughs> I know exactly who I felt so bad. Oh, I was no. But then I was trying to figure out if they were okay and nobody knew. And so I got really scared. And I was like, I don't know who this person is, but I need to find out if they're okay. Was he in a Morpher? Or was he in a... Uh, is it Morpherless? I don't Isn't know. It... it was a Dutch angel dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, but I was just like, this person just like banged out this incredible dance, 
and then like passed out at the end and I think threw up in their fursuit and then they were like scooted off stage and Rest I just could not I could not find out if they were okay and then everyone was like joking like oh you'll never see that fursuit again since they threw up in it but it's totally like still around so I don't maybe they didn't do do y'all oh, okay fun fact <laughs> Those Fun who don't know about fursuits. Uh, one, you sweat like a absolute mother effer in those things. Like so I cannot for the weight loss. you the 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 level of moisture. <laughs> okay, they're gross after ten minutes. If you see a fursuiter who says they've been fursuiting for a long time, like I know. Don't go near them. <laughs> I know a few people who marathon suit. Uh-oh. And, like, they literally call it marathon suiting. I don't know why they think this is a good idea. Um, <laughs> it's concerning. But they literally are so hot and sweaty. Their fursuit looks wet. Oof. Like, if you look at a fursuit and it's not fuzzy or floofy, and it looks a little bit... Hmm... It just has a look. Has a look? A nappy look, perhaps? I promise you that suit is wet. I promise you it's soaked through with sweat. It looks like your Furby that's been in the closet for like 20 years. Yeah. You know that Furby you forgot about the back of your closet? If you see a fursuit and it looks like that, that fursuit is soaking wet. Um, I also, like, other parts of the fandom... Uh, me going, I, I honestly haven't been to many fur conventions, so I'm like wee bab. So I'll be like, why is that fursuit have shorts on? And then oh, no one no, will answer don't me, talk about and that. I'm like, why though? Why? Don't talk he doesn't need to wear those. And then everyone's just like, rabbit stop. Like, no, just, just don't. Just, yeah, like right there's now. There's a hole in the suit. Don't ask questions. We're done. Dude, and I'm like, what? Well, my fr- my podcast now has to be written on say four. <laughs> no, I didn't say anything bad. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. It's fine. <laughs> or like, I'll be like, <laughs> there's like so many things I don't understand about furry conventions. And I'm supposed to be a furry. I'm just like, the cuddle room? That's oh, so fucked. And then everyone's like, Christy, do not go in there. And I'm like, oh... Okay. Oh god. I know. I'm so dumb. I was just like, oh, is that like a stuffed animal room? And they were like, stop. And I'm like, oh. Um, oh, there was like the, uh, one of the Vancouver's, they had uh, puppy playtime on the schedule. Okay. Um, Mine definitely went to dogs. Uh, it was not We're not gonna talk about that. We're not talking about that. No, we're not. It was not, it was not, like, the animal. I was severely disappointed. And see, you know what's the worst part? They will they will pull some tomfoolery trickery because there will be actual dog panels where they get like the usually furry conventions do charity work. Like every convention, they will do like some kind of an event or some kind of ongoing thing throughout the convention weekend where they are doing a charity work. It's usually for an animal shelter or some kind of animal rescue. Um but then they will put some shenanigans and tomfoolery where they'll have the same at the same time in like either a room apart 
the the panel where you actually get to play with small fuzzy creatures and then they'll have that shenanigans right beside it yeah like you the title was just dollar I that with like an explanation mark i was just like oh so like baby dogs and everyone was like it's not baby dogs don't go there and i was like oh why no why is that right on the schedule <laughs> like friends <laughs> why yeah it's true though like the i've literally gone into the wrong like because they were across the hall from each other yeah which is just mental to me (laughs) i think that's part of the reason why like the furries continually still get a bad rap about conventions because you can literally just like i don't know even if you're just having a party like you'll be like okay party's open and some fursuiters will come in and there'll be some regular people and then all of a sudden it'll just be like people in kink gear and you're like why why are you here why why okay and so you're just like oh my god (laughs) it's just it's honestly like some people like see this community as an excuse to just be and I'm like live your life man like you do you but also, I don't want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's fair. Like, people go to a convention, you can choose your programming, but, like, you should still be respectful. There's people that try to wear it during the regular all-ages hours, and you're like, take that crap off, please. <laughs> yeah, like, there, there's kind of an unspoken rule at conventions where it's, like, after 10 p.m., things can get a little uh, shall we say more risque but it's like bro it is it is 2 p.m it is the fursuit parade you're out here in full kink gear and there's a 13 year old standing right beside you go away go away and it's funny because there's an actual interview i mentioned uncle kage earlier yeah there's a literal interview and i'd have to dig for it it's from several years ago at this point where the uh the the local newspaper or whatever, or news channel was uh, at Anthrocon because, you know, he does want a good reputation with the local press. And I understand that because honestly, furry conventions run anywhere from two to some are five days long now, which is crazy to me. I mean, some of them will be three days, but everyone like pre-shows pre up. Like, you'll be oh, like, yeah. okay, this runs Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and there'll be people there on Wednesday, like, Where's the event? 100%. And a lot of people do that because, you know, they're cashing in their vacation days, work or whatever it may be. So they want to make it worth it. Yeah. Um, But the the boost to the local economy from furry conventions is crazy because, like, a lot of people don't consider, like, a convention being something that impacts the local economy, but it really, really does. Even when I worked on pony conventions, we would, like advise all the restaurants and like anything applicable store wise within like a city block and just be like hey just so you know we're gonna have 500 people here on the weekend uh just warning you and i mean like i'm not scoffing at that number people is a lot but like most free conventions now are in the thousands yeah people flock because like and some people like i can't imagine those convention jumpers who like i don't know how they do it but like there are some people that i follow on social media who go to every single furry convention in the world and that might seem like not that many 
there are a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's one person I follow who is like he he's like a social media influencer kind of. Ooh. Um, but he like does gaming and furry, and that's it. Um, and he literally goes to every convention. Like that is his thing. That and he vlogs it all, which is like what. Or he, like, live streams a lot of it. Like, he, it's mostly on his Twitch. So he'll do, like, a lot of these convention vlogs and, and streams and stuff. And it's like, I can't imagine what you're doing right now, buddy. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, but, like, with <laughs> with all these conventions, they want a good rapport. They want a good face. Because Oh, yeah. People running furry conventions, they do not want bad press. Like, they don't no. want nasty stuff. They're like please we just want to have a good event that people of all ages like you could bring your five-year-old to this like we just wanted to be fun a hundred percent and i know a lot of parents like i'm friends with a couple parents who whose daughter you know got into the fandom because her dad is a furry and she loves going to the conventions with him she actually bends with him uh it's really wholesome and adorable um but you know <laughs> i always think like whenever i see like it's like mid-afternoon and i see kink you're all i can think of is this P- pittsburgh coverage of anthrocon with uh they, they start off with an interview with uh sam conway and he's talking oh yeah the convention's so great and this and that we're doing charity work blah, blah, blah. there's over five thousand people here and then they pan over to a group of fursuiters that are all just like hanging out in front of the hotel like holding up an anthrocon sign and then there's one guy in full pup gear in a pair of assless chaps. Ugh. And you literally, like, they, they pan over to the first suitors in the sky. They pan up to the hotel. Like, this all happens in less than five seconds. Um, up to the hotel, because there's a bunch of furries in the windows of the balconies of the hotel rooms, waving. And then they go back to the furries holding the sign, and all you see is this guy in the kink gear being flung <laughs> out of the screen. <laughs> like, Just like yanked. Like, literally, it's almost like the giant hook from the old Bugs Bunny cartoons came and ripped him out of there. Oh. And uh, you just see him go fling. And he was there for on screen for maybe three seconds. But uh, later on, there's like a, a video that someone posted of Sam Conway. Like, <laughs> he does these wine talks where he Literally, they put him up on a stage, they give him three bottles of wine, and he gets shittered and, and talks about stuff. But he's he's doing this panel, and he's talking about that, what had happened. Because someone, like, found the clips and put them together on YouTube. They're hilarious. Um, and he's talking about it, he's like, Yeah, I've never ran so fast in my life to rip a 300-pound grown man in a dog kink gear thing off of a screen. Oh my god. <laughs> just like... Like the, the, and he was so angry too. He's like, it was one in the afternoon. How could they? Like, he gets so upset. And it's like, no one who's running an event wants bad press. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, like, it, we can do a hundred good things, but all it takes is one person to do one bad thing and everything's blamed on whatever fandom it came from. Those furries. (laughs) Yeah. Usually the furries get blamed. Yeah. Or the bronies now. We'll see how it goes. I'm like, they're barely a group anymore. Stop blaming them for stuff. 
they kind of die. That's okay. They're still cute. Most of them. It's true. But yeah, I think that's about it for the art side of things. Other than support your local artist because we're dying. Oh, no you're not. Well, maybe we're, tra- we're trying to make money in the pandemic. <laughs> we tried. We are here trying. It's true. I do miss conventions. I do miss. Uh, I do miss that vending and the hustle. Know, the hustle. I miss the hustle. <laughs> well, it's very fun. I think is that it. I guess so. We're at eighty-two minutes. Look at us go. All right. Well, I guess that's all we have to say about this. This devolved into some shenanigans. Oh boy. It's okay. Story time is always a fun time. It's true. I always, these always seem to get so long. My normal podcast is only like 15 minutes and these ones are like two hours. Oh man. I thought, okay. Well, here we are. (laughs) No, like (laughs) the last one I did when I had my friend Alex on was like an hour and a half. So. Oh, we're pretty close. It's ridiculous. Well, I think we're going to end it off here. I want to thank you all five of you who listened to this podcast for listening this week. I hope you got some form of entertainment. This was tolerable and uh, not at all off-putting to the internet for you. Although it can be. Uh, I want to give a big thank you, obviously, to Christy or Rabbit uh, for being on my podcast with me. It was a pleasure having you. Oh, it was fun to be here. And... As usual, I have a Twitter. Look me up under Rabbisaur. Check me out on the worst website on the internet. Absolutely. We love that. Shameless plug. Shameless. Uh, Rabbitosaur is also on Instagram. It is spelled exactly how you think it would be spelled. Rabbit. R-A-B-B-I-T-A-S-U-A-R. Rabbitosaur on Twitter, Instagram, all the good stuff. Please go check out Christy because I love her dearly. And she deserves all the love in the world. Okay, I love you too. Oh, thanks, Fran. Uh. <laughs> all right, you guys. That is all I have for you. And I will see you in a fortnight. Bye for Bye. now. Bye.